Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Beauty Mentor Podcast. My name is Jesse, your beauty mentor. And today's episode, we are doing chapter two of the money series. This one, this chapter is called Find Your Own Answers. This chapter is awesome. It's all about how when you are happy, things will happen. And it's not the other way around of when the things will happen is then when you will allow yourself to be happy. This episode is going to go deep down into that and there's assignment at the end. I really hope you guys do it. Listen carefully. Take notes if you need to. Put it on repeat. I know I'm going to be listening to myself on repeat reading this because this book can be that impactful to your life, not only in your finances and in your money, but in your life in general. So let's get straight to the recording and I hope you guys enjoy forgot to mention sharing is caring so at any point if you find something helpful or something that you resonate with take a quick screenshot and either share it with a friend or share it on instagram and tag me i have my instagram tagged below in the description it is at i am yesi marie if you don't know how to spell it it's all right the direct link is in the show notes so yeah now let's get to it for reals i get to reading i'm gonna read as much as i can um, as much as my voice will allow, sorry if I'm nasally, and also as long as a kiddo doesn't walk through the door and interrupt me. So let's go. Chapter two, find your answers. This book is not about passively reading content that makes sense intellectually or that just feels good to your mind. This is about actually doing the work and shifting yourself into a place beyond money where you're tapping into your world-changing genius levels of creativity and value. To let go of our societal attachment to money and begin moving from a place of actual creativity and contribution, we first have to completely rewire our nervous system and separate ourselves from the lifelong habit of chasing external results. This isn't gonna happen by casually reading this book while drinking tea. It's gonna take patient work of drilling into a new level of depth inside of yourself so you realize that you have the answers while you drink your tea. The tea's not important. You can either drink the tea or not, but the point is I don't want you to depend on this book or assume that I can do the work for you. That would be like assuming I could write a book describing how to work out and you could lose weight just by reading it. Because if that were the case, I would have already written that book and would just listen to it on audio recording while eating burritos for breakfast. What I'm saying is you have to actually do the work. Do the exercises, playful out, allow this information to move into the cells of your body and not just stuck in your mind. None of this is gonna matter until it actually enters your nervous system through your actions. This book is just a starting point. This is a launch pad into you realizing that you have a million books worth of amazing content and insights waiting to be discovered inside of you, but you still have to be the one to discover them. I'm daring you to actually discover this part of yourself. I challenge you to transcend the illusions that have been causing you to believe that money creates your freedom, that circumstances control your happiness, or that other people's opinions of you have anything to do with who or what you are. I dare you to find your own answers. I dare you to go beyond the words in this book and connect to the wisdom you have inside of yourself that knows you're beyond all of your limiting, stressful thoughts that make you afraid of not having or not being enough. There's a mission pulling me, not to convince people to believe what I believe, but to encourage people to do the work and discover for themselves what their next step is. I want you to connect to you. I'm only here to offer my experience and insights in the hopes that they might be a catalyst for you to take your next step toward uncovering more of what you already are. An insight is something that you have internally, which is why it's called an insight. It's a realization that happens inside of you where your awareness goes beyond where it was before. There's nothing I can write here that will be an insight for you. 
It might be an insight for me because it came from inside of me, but for you, it's outside information. I'm only here to help inspire you to go inward and to guide you into your own insights that can create an actual expansion inside of yourself. I freaking love this because a lot of times people either want to blame others for the reason why they can't move forward or say they need others to move forward and the truth is nobody can do that for you it's all in you and i love how he says there's nothing that i can write to be an insight for you you know it's insightful yeah cool but it's outside of you you know you need to push yourself to find the things inside of you all of the things that your nervous system knows are based on experiences all of your habits patterns and traits have been held within your body and mind they have come from experiences that you've had and created an internal emotional impact on you just reading something usually isn't enough of an experience to shift paradigms and patterns that have been held in place with years of experiential reinforcement pause really quick i always go back to the high five habit i talk about that book a lot and that's why the high five habit works so well because we have a lifelong like meaning and value to what a high five means so when you do something that your body already knows as a positive thing and you turn it into yourself it works it works amazing all right let's get back to this um just reading something isn't enough of an experience to shift paradigms and patterns that have been held in place with years of exponential um, reinforcement as you read this i challenge you to go beyond reading i challenge you to take what i'm saying and actually experience it for yourself read it in a way that allows you to feel more than you think Go beyond the mind and allow this to become an experience that shifts something real. So to start that process, the first thing I want to invite you to do is take a look at what you currently feel about money in your body and your nervous system. There are many different ways that money controls us that we might not notice. For instance, if you stay in a job you don't like, you're probably doing that because of money. You're declaring to yourself that money is more important than your soul's calling. Or if you have a passion that you would love to do, but you haven't followed it because you believe that it won't pay the bills, then another way that money could be influencing your decisions and overriding your heart. So ask yourself, how much are you owned by money? Are you making decisions out of fear of losing money more than a desire to follow your passion? That was me for a long time. So if it's you too, you're not alone. Do you allow money to control your emotions? Emotional roller coasters a lot of times have to come with that. Does money cause you to stay in situations that aren't fulfilling? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 meaning you're completely owned and stressed out by money, and 10 meaning that you're completely free from all attachment to money, and are accessing a true sense of inner abundance in each moment, how do you feel you're currently attached to and controlled by money? Really give yourself an honest assessment so that you can understand where you are right now. It's not judging yourself or feeling bad about having an attachment to money. It's bringing awareness to a way of being that almost all of us have unconsciously been trained to do. Without judgment or regret, see if you can find areas that you might not have noticed where you allow yourself or your emotions to be controlled by money. Even if you feel like you're too attached to money or you don't think about money that much, Think about the subtle ways that money influences your emotions. Ask yourself how you feel when you lose money, like when you get a parking ticket or you lose a client or a job. How do you feel when you receive money, like getting a raise or an unexpected bonus? If either of those types of experiences, whether positive or negative, that's, that's a good thing that he pointed out, whether you lose it or you gain it. If either one of those experiences have created any type of emotional response for you in the past, then take in that you might have some level of attachment to money. So really give yourself a score right now. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much is money controlling your actions and emotions? Write it down here if you want so you can remember it for later. I had already written mine down. 
um, when I read this book the first time. We're reading it a second time. So don't write it here if you're reading this on an iPad or a Kindle or something so you could ruin it, right? On something expensive, okay. Write one to 10. What's your emotional attachment to money? So whatever score you gave yourself, that's a representation of how much you're currently living in the illusion of money. The work we do, we will do over the next several chapters will be about shifting that number, moving out of the illusion and into a place of being motivated such more by the calling of our soul than our mental addiction to the belief that money is in charge of us. All of the attachments to money and external results are going to start to disappear when you begin to aim for something that calls your nervous system at a higher level than money. In other words, we can't remove our attachment to money by staring at money. We have to replace money with something that's bigger and truer for us. How many times have you thought that having more money or a different circumstance or a different job would make you happy? How many times did those circumstances change, but you're still looking for something more? We have to discover the true experience of abundance inside of ourselves instead of chasing it externally in the world, or we're going to be chasing it forever. Many years ago, I had the honor of being in a couple of pretty big movies. One of them was 10 Things I Hate About You, which came out in 1999. I remember getting the audition to play Bogey Lowenstein and being so excited. And then I auditioned and started thinking, God, if only I could get a callback, which is where you come back for another audition. Then I did get the callback and I immediately thought if I could only get to audition for the producers, then that really would be something. I'd prove to myself that I'm actually talented. Then I got to audition for the producers and then I thought, if I just get the part, then I've really made it. I ended up getting the cast part of the role, shot the part, and the movie took nine months to edit, during which my main thought was, I hope my scenes don't get cut from the movie. Then the movie came out and luckily my scenes were still in it, but by the end of the day, I had already begun obsessing about if the movie was going to be a hit or not. Then it was a hit and I instantly started thinking about the next role that I wanted to get. It becomes a never-ending freaking cycle. It was almost as if the more abundance I had, the more lack I could find. While I was achieving all these things I had dreamed of my entire life, I was making myself miserable by believing those things were going to complete me and worrying about them going away. I was so attached to the thing I was chasing that my self-worth was completely tied to it. I was moving out I was moving out to instead of from in to out. I was letting external circumstances determine my inner state instead of discovering what I truly am and bringing that into the world. I have to read that again. The more abundance I had, the more lack I could find. While I was achieving all these things I had dreamed of my entire life, you make yourself miserable by believing those things are going to complete you and then you don't even enjoy them because you're worried if they're going to go away. You're letting external circumstances determine your inner state instead of discovering who you truly are and bringing that into the world. Back to reading. I just wanted to reiterate that and make sure it drills in. <laughs> I highlighted that whole part. Since then, I've discovered that there's an awareness that we can move to where we understand that we are the source of anything we've been looking for in money or an, an achievement or a job or a relationship, anything. Anything in the outside world that you believe is going to complete you in some way. When you chase something, you're not actually chasing the thing. You're chasing the experience and the feeling that we think the thing is going to give to us. If you discover that you're actually the real source of those experiences and feelings that you're looking for externally. Ah, my headphone popped off. Hold up. I'm back. <laughs> external things are just ways you give yourself permission to experience the feelings that are already inside of you. It's a huge thing to understand. For example, if you found out that you won the lottery a few seconds ago, you immediately experience all these amazing feelings of excitement and freedom and abundance, but nothing has happened yet. 
No money has been changed in hands. You don't have a butler named Albert who speaks in a British accent, even though he's from Fort Lauderdale. All you have is a mental excuse for why you can feel those things. Your mental excuse, I won the lottery, and automatically you feel like you're the shit. Winning the lotto is just your excuse to allow yourself to access those feelings that were inside of you the entire time. If someone then told you it's a joke and you didn't really win the lottery, all those feelings would immediately go away. Not only that, you'd probably feel worse than you did before you started. If someone told, okay, it would, it would immediately go away. Those feelings are possibilities that are always inside of you and they're controlled completely by your perception and what you choose to believe. That means that you can allow yourself to experience all those amazing feelings right now just by changing your perception of your situation. You don't need the external excuse. I'll be completely honest. This piece is hard because when you're like stuck between like a rock and a hard place, it I find it's easier said than done to like actually think like I'm in control of my emotions and I can change what I think. And by changing your thoughts and your perception, you change what you think, even though in the moment it's hard. But that's why it's, it's good to do the work ahead of time, because when the trouble does come, you have like a way to deal with it and you can catch yourself like right away. Um, I'm not saying to pretend you won the lotto for the rest of your life, but where you need to explore legitimate, tangible ways of how you can change your perception and raise your awareness of how abundant you actually are. You see, that comes first, awareness and raising your abundance. You can feel love right now, even if, um, you can feel abundant right now, even if you're broke. You can feel love right now, even if you're not in a relationship. The vibration of love and abundance and fulfillment, it exists all the time. Throughout the book, we undo our mental attachments to external circumstances as the source of our fulfillment, positive emotions, you're looking for externally, they actually start to show up naturally on their own because you prove to yourself that you are abundant, you are love, you are freedom, and you are fulfillment. The need to chase those things externally, they start to fall away. Okay, so this is a good thing. How I was saying, it's easier said than done, but if you do it ahead of time, you need to practice and like make this your default in your mind so that when those things do come, you don't see it like that anymore. It's hard because you're basically changing. You're rewiring your brain. You're rewiring your nervous system to the way that you react to things. So once we begin to understand that, that we are the source of what we're looking for instead of in lack of what we're looking for, life will begin to bring all the things we used to chase back to us as a byproduct. So you stop chasing it, it comes easier. Um... You align with the vibration of abundance and freedom internally. Life starts to mirror that vibration. This is one of the major keys. All right, DJ Khaled. This is one of the major keys to creating an abundant life. As I wrote in my first book, I hope I screw this up. Something I've discovered for myself is that it's not when something happens, I'll be happy. It's when I'm happy, then things will happen. Even though our society wants us to believe that we need something outside of ourselves in order to be happy, the world is starting to wake up to the fact that we're the source of our happiness, our joy, our excitement, our creativity, our fulfillment, our freedom. I have to make a note, this book was written before um, before the pandemic, but I feel like after the pandemic, this applies like more than anything. People have started to wake up to like their own, their own shit. When we move from your freedom, when you move from your freedom, you'll create a life of freedom. When you move from your excitement, life becomes exciting. When you move from your joy, life becomes joyful. Nothing needs to happen outside of you for those experiences to happen inside of you. You can be in jail and still experience freedom internally. Again, it's not about tricking yourself into feeling something that isn't real. It's about dissolving the illusion that has been causing us to believe we're not already connected to it. This book is going to help introduce your body and your nervous system to the internal experience 
of feeling connected to all the freedom and abundance that you are. It's not like flipping a switch. There's something between you and that connection and it's a lifetime of stagnant fear-based beliefs that are constantly trying to save you from the fears that it has created. The process of moving into the experience of what you actually are, it could be painful at times. And this is the process of true transformation. There might even be a time as I write this where I reach the edges of what I know to be true and go through pain as I let go of an old belief to make room for something bigger to show up. There's things that you might need to let go of that are keeping you tied to your old story. There's beliefs that you might need to release. There's habits and addictions that might be supporting an old way of being that needs to die. None of these things are you. Those things are covering up what you actually are and blocking you from the incredible things that you're capable of. So this, um, like I mentioned before, every chapter has an assignment at the end. And the, the assignment for this one is, I can't hang out today. I have to change my life and be incredible. If you're working at your job in the middle of the day and a friend asks you to hang out, you'd probably say, I can't, I'm working right now, maybe later. We often keep commitments in areas like work, but when it comes to your personal world, you end up sabotaging those plans and giving other things or other people priority. Practice creating an intention for yourself in doing this work that's unbreakable. One way you could do this is to decide on a time each day that you're gonna read this book and do the exercises. Create an intention with yourself to make your growth with this book a top priority. Make it your intention first. The greatest in the world make their intention and their commitment to themselves number one, and the results show up around that intention. When you do that, you're going to create a consistency that begins to build exponentially on itself and the results will be obvious. I know this chapter. So amazing. Again, if you're catching the replay, you can send me a DM or drop a comment on what you resonated with in this chapter. I know I resonated a lot. There's a lot of highlighting that I did in this chapter. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with chapter three. God bless you.